previously on the higher swords. Distractions can help bolster morale for troops out of battle. A night of drinking or just a celebration of sorts, something just to try and free your mind from the horrors of the battlefield. I had hopes that getting away from Wild Hill and coming to the north would give us a break from the darkness we'd seen growing in the south, but I believe I may have been wrong. See, this abandoned camp and the reports of the black fog creeping just beyond the tree line feels like it's watching, or just waiting. Try as I may to keep our spirits up, to keep our strength high. I can feel it starting to eat away at my own. You're listening to The Hired Swords. If you came here looking for the hired pens, stick around. This crew is just as good, but maybe a little less mighty. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Hired Swords. Woot, 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 woot. I am your dungeon master. My name, some call me Michael. Others also call me Michael. But as my friend, you can call me Michael. And uh, with me, I have Blaze. Sup, it's uh, Blaze going first again. What it do? He's your your dwarf boy, Craigs. Mushroom daddy. That's right. Our uh, monk friend over here, monk lock, Joxer. Mage armor. Major armor, anybody? Yeah, anybody with major armor? Major armor at the end of the last episode. <laughs> that is true. It's canon. And it's, and it's also Mikey playing Joxer. Derek is Davin, our sorcerer. I mean, I was going to cast mage armor, but now I feel like I'm just going to be a copycat if I do it. Yeah, that's eight hours. It's okay. You have some time. Yeah, I mean, Joxer just copycat everybody. Like, oh, spell. <laughs> I literally, during our break, I literally just walked into my kid's bedroom to tell him goodnight, and they were listening to our podcast. And in that episode, Joxer said, I'm going to cast Mage Armor because I'm scared of everything right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right so, after you said tracks. that at the end of the last episode, I walked in there and you said it in the recording. Anyway, so good. I'm going to make sure to chisel leave... that on your gravestone. Yeah, I don't want to leave out Gwendolyn because uh, because she's here. Roxy, Miss Roxy Rat Ash herself. I'm here. The one with the multiple names. The yeah, identity the crisis gal. <laughs> Identity Crisis Gal. That's your new name. Yeah, that's another one. (laughs) (laughs) And together, our power combined, uh, we're the higher swords. Girl. (laughs) And I'm Michael. I already said that. So, so our last episode, anxiety. Another Mm -hmm. episode before Joxer cast Mage Armor, there was a lot of activity at the camp. Gwendolyn had a nightmare or a dream. Actually, before that, even. Joxer and Kriggs tried to figure out what was going on with this dark mist gathering up this carcass of the spider. They saw that it had killed the grass where it had touched it. Then Gwendolyn started awake from a dream in which she saw an elven city and statues and fountains. And she saw elven people that she didn't come in contact with. It was like she walked through them. And then she walked into a large like courtroom, courtyard 
temple kind of building in which she heard someone yell, I thought we had a deal, and that was the end of her dream. Uh, she's kept that to herself, found some berries, came back. They argued. We learned what friendship was. that friendship is all about forgiveness. And then from there, we uh, decided, let's go ahead and go what we came up here to do and go ahead and walk up towards this cavern. So they walked up to the cave. When they entered the cave, kind of quickly because of just the hubbub that had happened before, they enter this cave. They see it covered in moss and fungus, and some of the fungus is kind of illuminated and glowing. And they notice dead bodies laying all around. These dead bodies have armor and weapons. You can see that they, it, it's pretty obvious, pretty clear that they all died in a fight against each other, all of them fighting amongst themselves, these five bodies. And there was a hired sword coin laying nearby. And that is where we left off. What is it that you would all like to do now that mage armor has been cast? Well, I think we've seen enough here. Maybe we should just move on. What is it? Because last time Gwen rolled a five and she's rubbing her eyes trying to adjust. What? And I say she walks a little further and walks into one of the bodies. Oh, my toe. I went to a rock and she reaches down to touch her toe and she probably touches what's left of a corpse. Once again, Gwendolyn's kneeling down, touching dead bodies. Yep. She doesn't know it. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely the arm of some person and it's holding it's holding a, a dagger. Let, let me let me help hit and and uh Joxer after, you know, the mage armor, he's gonna like bring up and like put his hood over his mouth just because he can see at least the uh mushrooms and then cast dancing lights and so the four orbs are going to kind of go to the the corners so everybody can see a little bit better yeah, yeah the don't, place brightens don't, don't up touch that touch what and oh and she looks down and she sees the the body um that dagger does it look similar to the dagger that i have make an investigation jack okay I am now also Secrets. going to cast Don't whisper at me so aggressively. <laughs> I feel like enough time has passed okay. that I can cast Mage Armor as an individual again. Okay, Davin <laughs> looks around to make sure nobody's watching and just real quick snaps his fingers and he's covered in this magical Mage Armor. Are you just doing that because Joxer did? Thank you, Davin. nobody's watching. Gotti. What a copycat. Oh, man. <laughs> no slight of hand check or anything. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't give me time. They didn't even give me a chance. I was about to ask what everybody's passive perception was, but it doesn't matter. It didn't matter. The RP was too good there. I just, uh, I, I take my <laughs> hammer and tink it on my shield. Tink, tink. I prefer the real deal. That thing was so heavy. Nice. I mean, it right. just, it's good for the muscles, calisthenics, you know. Harold <laughs> and eight. Okay. Uh, you were remind me what you were looking for exactly. I'm. I was seeing sorry. if the dagger in that hand matched the dagger that That's I right. had. That's yeah. right. It's hard to know. The hand's covering the handle. It does have. There are three three fingers through, or two fingers through the three finger holes. But the it's the two like the pinky and the and the ring finger because it the the holes are too small for the rest of that person's hand. It's like that's not their dagger. As I'm down there. I'll- I'm sorry, and she just picks up the dagger. The hand is probably still attached. Yeah, as you pick up the dagger, the hand kind of comes up, and then you you can shake it loose. The hand drops to the floor, and when it does, dust kind of comes up and makes this like cloud of dust uh, off the floor. And uh, 
Uh, yeah, but you have the dagger in your hand now. And now now that you're holding it and looking at it, it's pretty clear it's it's identical to the one that you had found at the entrance of the cave. What's the name that's on this one? It's the same. Three initials. TVB. Ooh. Oh. So it probably goes to that other sheet that we have, right? Uh, y- yes. Th- this one ha- has an engraving on it that m- matches the bell. I wonder if th- that b- body we found out in the wilds w- was a part of this party, and w- w- what are these m- mushrooms or fungus? And she starts to look around as she holds the blade. I got this. Walks up to the mushrooms. Uh, don't, <laughs> don't, uh, just don't, don't breathe too much, Griggs. I'm, I'm a little worried. B- breathe, and she covers her face with her okay. shirt. Craigs, walk up to the mushrooms. Yeah, I'm going to be overconfident in my mushroom daddy nature life. and Yeah, make a nature check as you look at him. Use that herbalism kit. Yep. Can I check the bodies while he's doing that and see if I can yeah. judge how long they've been here? Yeah, make medicine check. Sure. You can make up to five of them. There's five people. I got advantage, right? For why? Um, Because you're the mushroom daddy? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, mushroom daddy, you can have advantage. Sick. That's not any better. Um, so I rolled a rolled a five. Okay, uh, there's nothing seems to be unique about these except the ones that are glowing. Uh, you've never seen any that are luminescent like this. Never really seen that before. Well, this was uneventful. And I just go and like start, start like cutting some of them off, whatever. Okay. I made five medicine checks, and of them, I had a 16, 13, 11, and two of which we will not speak. Okay. So you are looking at all the bodies, and um, you're trying to see they've definitely been dead for uh, probably weeks based on that 16. You, you're not sure, but you're like, this is. There's decay here. Now, what's interesting is here in this cave, in the middle of the forest, on this in this hill that stands all by itself in the middle of the forest with no trees nearby, there is no like predator or scavenger markings on these bodies. They lay as they did when they were killed. Uh, so it's for some reason you you do you do kind of notice that nothing for some reason nothing comes in here has come in here to take these you know pick these bodies clean so to speak like they were like the ones on the road had been davin takes a step back and he looks at the way that they're laid down i want to try and see if i can judge if it was like two against three or if it was like a group who turned on each other like see if i can figure out what exactly happened with the battle here yeah um as you kind of pace it out and walk around go ahead and make an insight check on Kind of while you're trying to figure that out. That's pretty good for me. Well, it would have been if that roll was better. 14. Uh, it's it's very difficult to know uh, based on how they're laying. It, it almost, man, it, it just almost seems like maybe they, they were all every man for himself, just like Battle Royale in here, fighting it out. But there, there's really no sense of order on any footprints or anything like that on how you know 
it's you know how that all went down it's hard to know a couple of them have arrows sticking out of them a couple of them are stabbed in the back or the front and not just sliced open and it's just really strange well i know for sure that this one killed this one and he killed him also because they both stabbed each other at the same time but other than that i it just seems like everyone killed each other why Gwendolyn looks around why why in this cave it doesn't seem normal, Gwen. I, I'm, I'm worried about. I don't know some kind of effect. I... From, from what? That is the question. Gwendolyn is going to go closer to these fungi. I also have an herbalism kit, and I'm going to okay. not touch them, but with my eyeballs, see if I know about them. Great. Do your elf I see. Make a uh, nature check on them. He says with a very straight face. <laughs> uh, 15 plus 6. 21. Great. These aren't mushrooms. They're not real. They're not there. Come again? What? Well, I feel real smart now. You <laughs> see them. You're not going to touch them because they make you nervous. Yeah. But... You look at them and you're kind of going through the, the, the file system in your brain of all these kinds of plants and herbs and things that you've seen and know about and read about. And you're like, these look different. These look interesting. And then the glowing ones, especially, you're like, wait a second. These aren't, these don't exist. These aren't here. And it becomes pretty clear to you that they're an illusion of some kind. What does that say for me? Because I was literally walking up and like going to cut one of these things off. It says you rolled a five. Ugly. You're a dumb boy. So I can't cut it off. It doesn't exist. That's right. Gwendolyn lowers her shirt and D- Dale, and now she thinks she's dreaming because I'm going to say loss of sleep. She's going to turn around and just grab Joxer's face and smush his lips. Okay. It's Are you real? Her. And she she lets go, and I'm, she she taps the side of his face. I'm as pat, pat. real as I have been. Uh, what? Touch touch my face. I'll touch her face. <laughs> and she grabs his hand to make him go faster, and has his slam his hand slap her face. I. Sorry, I. Are you okay? And she just I, keeps. She just keeps I, smacking. I start pulling my hand back. Stop! Stop! Stop hitting your meat. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> and she 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 <laughs> like lets a big go. Brother. <laughs> Dale, is this a trick? And then she tries to walk through Kriggs, like okay. she did the people in the town. And Kriggs, so you're standing there. You're standing there trying to figure out cutting one of these mushrooms out and which one you want to oh, go yeah. for. Your girl gone insane. I'm, I'm straight up like my yeah. little dagger is like phasing through this mushroom and I keep trying. So I'm not paying <laughs> attention. You straight up. But she knock walked me right over. into you. Yeah. You knock me over. D- 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 Dale, is this. Would I'm just he have my fallen against oh. it? Or yeah. Davin is ignoring all of this and going through the bodies. Perfect. Okay. 
Get make it. investigation. Well, you already made investigation check. No, you made medicine checks. Investigation. Make investigation. Wow, words. Make investigation <laughs> checks. These while are the you D&D go through D&D the words. bodies. Yeah, make. Let's make some investments here. Check Edward them Jones. stocks and bonds. Uh, yeah, I made one Bitcoin. investigation check and it was an eight. As you go through the bodies and you kind of look around, you find a couple gold pouches with some gold in it, uh, and you find a couple of a couple things like that. One of the bodies is laying there and and has a staff, a small staff in its hand. And at the top of the staff is a gemstone, a red gemstone. That is, is a short little body? It's a short little body, yes. It's a little gnome, <laughs> a little gnome man who has been killed. And uh, he actually has an arrow that has gone from the back of his neck through the front of his neck. And the point is sticking out of the front of his neck. And he's laying there dead, and his the stone is just fallen on the ground at, at near his staff because it was held there by, you know, the magic that held it there. It's no longer active, so it's just laying there. Guys, guys, everyone, come here. Uh, s- s- sorry, Kriggs. I I didn't. I just never mind. Did D- D- Davin? <laughs> she Can help help me up at least. Oh yes, and she goes to help him up. What what is it? What is it, Devin? And I'll bring one of the the orbs down to kind of get a little closer look. I think his name was Taldeth, if I remember. Remember him from Wild Hill? Oh, did was he tasked to come out here first? Is that what happened? I think so. What did you say his name was? And she looks at the dagger again. Taldeth Beardbreaker, if I remember. Is this his knife? Like, is this part of his group? Uh, this is the leader of one of the hired swords groups. Yeah. Do uh, I have the right name? He no, you do okay. not. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Then I get mixed up. Yeah, you did. It's okay. He has a name. It's here. Shoot. Where did I put his name? Have you checked your butt? <laughs> Have you checked your butthole? Oh, Sab- Saber? Was that his name? Male yep. gnome sorcerer. Yep, Saber. His name is Saber. He was the leader of one of the hunting parties, and you saw him day one. He was up there. Guys, uh, do you remember him? I think his name was Saber. He was one of the leaders of the over in Wild Hill. I, I think I remember him, and because she sees the staff and the red gem. That Davin picked up. Uh, I will pick it up. Yeah. Oh, okay. So okay, when you when it. you reach down to pick it up and you grab it, nothing happens. <laughs> oh my god, Mike! <laughs> he That's spontaneously combusts. <laughs> hey, all my DM friends out there, how fun is that? Come on, tweet at me at K Michael Prince. That's a good time. <laughs> and, and, okay. And a darkness comes over. <laughs> it is this. I'm 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 not even sure. I wasn't there that first night. Did I don't remember if it was like right away or not, but I'm pretty sure that he was sent out this way. You know, this must have been his group. Did they turn on each other? It looks like it, uh, or at least some of them, if not all of them. Uh, do, do they have anything identifying on them? I mean, they all had to have something. Well, there's one coin here. So we know that there were at least well, hired swords, or at least somebody was. 
and I found a dagger, and it has TVV on it, just like the bell. So, and she just kind of looks at it. I don't know who that is. I don't either, but but it seems like we stayed at their camp. I just, I wish I knew who it was. This whole cave has a bit of a foul odor, and I don't necessarily mean the fungus and whatnot. These aren't here, obviously. I've tried cutting one off. It's it's clearly an illusion, some kind of illusory magic. They clearly were in battle against each other and have died. Are there any signs or anything in this this cave that would kind of like give any inclination as to what went down previous to death. Anyone who would like to search around further can make another investigation check. 15. It's not looking good. You, as you look down at the bodies and you're trying to make sense of what happened, you notice that there is a, there are some stone tiles that seem to be more hewn and like handcrafted leading towards a section of the cavern wall behind kind of dark back in the darkness kind of the furthest area that is that looks to have some of this glowing fungus on it but this these stone path this like stone pathway seems to be leading that direction i Try to follow as far as I can with that path. You said illusory. I, so these aren't real mushrooms as you're walking up. No, these, these are very much not here. And shows him trying to like cut one down as his knife goes through it yet again. I mean, I've, I know of illusion magic. I've never heard of anything that's permanent in any sort of way. That I mean, might be more been here for weeks. That might as far mean as we know, anyway. Not alone. Gwendolyn whispers to Dale. So you didn't do do this. I, I why is my mind playing tricks on me? And she probably doesn't get a response from Dale, does she? She does not. And Kriggs, as you walk along the path, Jocks are following you. You approach and you. You see a section of this cavern wall that looks to be caved in, and it it looks like it it like there's like pile of rubble covered in this moss and glowing fungus, and there's kind of a higher concentration of this moss and fungus here than anywhere else, but it looks to have been collapsed in, and you hear a slight, actually make a perception check as you approach it. Ah. Okay. Is that going to be me too? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. For 13. 13 for your boy. That'll be a dirty 20. Okay. So, Kriggs, you hear the slight sound of a running river beyond this wall of, of piled stone. Okay. Joxer, you hear that. Also, as you look up 
and you have, I assume you still have your lights kind of helping you look around. Yeah. There is no sign of collapse above this pile of rubble. The The ceiling of this cavern above here is completely intact. You're, you're right. There's Something's not right. Do you see that up there? I'll walk over and kind of put my hand up against it next to the, the line there. As you put your hand up, it goes through the rubble. And you touch a wall, a flat wall behind the rubble. And you can feel like etching in the wall, like it's been carved into. Yeah, the, there's there's something back here. I, or something not here. Uh, uh, I'll keep feeling around. Uh, help me, Kriggs. See if we can find something behind here. I just go ham at this point. I'm like, okay, I hate illusions. Uh, and I'm trying to like feel around and like, I got no sight. It's not working for me. So I'm, I'm using my other senses to try to find whatever is potentially happening here. Sure. You're feeling around. And as you feel around, you're noticing there are, there's definite like carvings in this wall. Both of you are noticing carvings and they kind of, so you're feeling, you're tracing a line, trying to figure out what it is. And your hands kind of touch each other. Like, Oh, sorry. As you like, there's, there's a large, there's like a large series of engravings on this wall, almost like a large mural of engravings. Uh, Davin's going to pocket the gem and then pick up the hard swords, pocket that as well. And then he's going to go over and try and help the guys. Okay. You walk up and you see them sticking their hands about uh, middle of the forearm deep into this pile of rubble that looks like it's there. And at first, as you're approaching, you think they're like digging through the rubble, but then you realize as you get closer, they're literally... It, they're literally putting it through like it's some sort of projection, which you've seen illusions before. It's no, it's no like mystery to you what's going on there. Um, what's on the other side? Some etchings, some engravings. Uh, definitely a wall, flat in nature. It's not. Doesn't feel like a cave. More built than anything. Did the, the the etchings? Do they seem like? Patterns, lettering, anything that would be recognizable if you were to like start tracing it with your fingers. Make a Markings. very difficult investigation check. Oh boy. Can I do that? Yeah, man. You're feeling around too. I didn't I would get like it. To, to do something when they're done. I got a nasty four. You're muted. Oh, I hate that you're muted right now. That was uh, sad. I, dang it. <laughs> you were so I, excited. I did it backwards. Yeah, it's like at a 19 plus one again. Oh, nice. Yeah, so. You're making this. You're making out uh, humanoid figures. Uh, it's like somebody's drawn like humanoid figures, and and you think you think you're making out like a, a few uh, like images of them like together. Like there's humanoid figures just kind of like near each other. Like some there there's some sort of scene of these of people doing something on here. That's all you're really able to make out from feeling around. Does anybody have? Uh, paper or uh, something. I, I have paper, and she runs over to where Joxer is and pulls out a blank sheet from the back of the journal and hands it to him. Okay, were you going to do anything else? I was going to put, I think I, after she hands off the paper, she's just going to look back, and she sees the fungus, and she's going to put her hand past it, and in Elven, she's going to say away and cast a spell magic. What level? Um, 
Oh boy. Let's do five. Okay. Jeez. So she reaches for and in Elvin, she says away. And when she does, all of the mushrooms, everything there turns to raindrops. It falls to the ground like water and just flows down the hill. And you see it all flow into a small hole at the bottom of this wall. Craigs and Jocks are you're touching the wall, feeling it, and all of a sudden the 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 little crazy image that was in front of you of this these stones and moss is gone and your face is kind of splattered a little bit with water as it all falls down and through your hands it kind of gets your arms wet and your feet as it absorbs and you look down to see the water flow through this this hole in the bottom of this wall right along the floor that is five foot in uh, about five foot in diameter and seems to kind of be this little uh, tunnel that goes back (laughs) i love that I would have just put a piece of paper and started trying to like do a rubbing on the back of it. And then water just <laughs> water, covers paper yeah. and me. And that, <laughs> and that parchment disintegrates totally. Yeah. yeah. It's like toilet paper at this point. <laughs> Sorry, I-, I didn't know if that that would work. <laughs> oh, um, I'm this would have taken a while, so I'm glad it did. I can't really return this piece of paper, though. It was a good idea, though, Joxer. I like that. Uh, thank you. What? I... <sighs> come, come, uh, come again! And Craig has his head sideways, trying to get water out of his ears. Oh, I swear. Oh, it'll be all right. Uh, oh, so I guess there's this hole here. But what are the actual etchings? Let's look at those first. Yeah, you guys look at the etchings. You can kind of back up and look and take it all in. And you have to take some steps back or you're too close to see kind of everything. And you realize as you look that it's it's not just etchings. It's There's etchings and then there's like wall paintings over here in this area. And then there's and it's there's really not a lot of organization to it. Uh, but you, you see scenes depicted. And in the etchings, you see some scenes depicted of uh, it looks like a family of of elves standing there, and it's it's very you know roughly crafted, and it's very it looks very old, possibly ancient. And you see in the the paintings, you see a a group of elves sitting around what looks like a campfire. Uh, you see on the far right, uh, you see a small just a small etching of like a cityscape, and there is there are lines like beams of light coming out of the top of it and you see there's just all these different scenes and they all are little each one's a little different and it it kind of gives you the vibe like like people were here at different times and they all just kind of added their own thing to this mosaic of in of of art like graffiti almost in this cavern Gwen is immediately I don't think she picks up what is in front of her. I think she sees it and she goes, oh, this looks, oh, I, I wonder when these etchings were done. And the further she goes down the line from the etchings to these other paintings to a mixture of both just kind of dawns on her. Was I, was I, Dale? And she pulls Dale out, and 
I don't think she she makes too much commotion, but she's like, Dale, is this is this Alamora? And she says it kind of quietly to him. I imagine that uh, just uh, Joxer just sees enough elves, and he's just staring at Gwen, regardless. Yeah, got it. Gwen, does this mean something to you? Uh, she doesn't respond. She just stares at it and says nothing. Well, Riggs, you're the rock expert around here. Huh? You gotta put your head between your legs and, and kind of bounce it up and down like you're headbanging. It'll get the water out faster. No, no, you just need you need to grab your nose and then like, you know, just do... That, all that does is make your eyes hurt. You don't want to do that. <sighs> he doesn't know anything, Griggs. Just just do it. It'll it'll help with the pressure. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, cast, I cast message at him and I say in his mind, what's beyond the whole wall? Shaking his head, still trying to get the water out. I guess he tries to figure out what's behind, what's beyond the wall. All right. So you want to make a check out stones check? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do the dwarven, dwarven rock god thing. <laughs> do check it. Check them stones. Stone daddy. Yeah. Uh, I can't say what I want to say. Uh, if I have advantage on that, it's a nineteen plus. I guess it would be history. Or what yeah. would you want me to? Yeah, history is good. I like history. Nineteen. All right. With my so, dormant ways. Yeah, yeah. With the with the advantage. So being a stone pretty, dad. This is something that you have experienced. Okay. The the etchings in this on this wall. This is what soldiers do. A lot is when they have to spend a significant amount of time somewhere. They leave their mark before they leave. So you're you're noticing. Oh, look, that's a picture of a family. This is important to whoever etched this before they left. Oh, look, this is a picture of a, uh, this elf sitting around a fire with his, his, you know, his troop mates or whatever you want to call them, his crew. And they're, you know, this is, they were all important to each other. This is, uh, you know, this is a picture of somebody who looks like with their parents or whatever. And then there's the, the city even. You're like, that's something that somebody had real true belief in and they, it looks like they etched that before they left or while they were in here waiting. And so it, it's definitely giving you that forward operating base vibes. The This is that soldiers spent a significant amount of time here before heading out to do whatever it was they needed to do from here. And so. Uh, saying a little, a little bit too uncomfortably loud. It's like a journal. It's like. Hold on. And he shakes his head extra hard and finally gets that little last bit of water out. Oh, God. Oh, it's like, okay. This is like a journaling method used by soldiers, military men, anyone that... it. These are important drawings to whoever actually were the one to make the inscriptions into the walls. Their meanings vary. It could be, again, just a basic form of journaling, or it could be information for those who come similar to how thieves will leave markings and thieves can't 
they think we don't realize that it's what they're doing, but uh, this is basically a form of documentation or, well, nostalgia. But it doesn't say anything about what's beyond the wall, through that hole. I guess that's up to the up to the actual bearer themselves. Is it is it common to put up an illusory effect? Is this is this a normal thing? Not from my understanding of of what we're here. That uh, that's 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 not common, especially for armies and whatnot. It, we're a little more cut and dry than illusory magic, trying to cover our markings, but. Someone clearly didn't want these etchings seen. Gwendolyn uh, goes and touches the sketchings. Does anything happen when she does? Nope. As you're touching them, nothing seems to happen. Nothing special happens. As I trace them, do I recognize any of the symbols in my dad's handy-dandy journal? Make a investigation check as you okay. look closely. Um, did you say there were yeah. actual like symbols? I, I only remember like the pictures. It's mostly pictures. That's what stands out to you right away. Why? Oh my gosh, my screens are messing up. Sorry. <laughs> um, sixteen. There are a few symbols in, in things written in Elven, uh, not full words. There's some initials. One of them is a simple like you know so-and-so loves so-and-so or forever kind of thing, you know, just uh, six, you know, the basic stuff you write in a, for a good time call, whatever, you know, uh, and then, uh, <laughs> but then um, you, uh, there's a couple of religious symbols there. People who followed, people who followed, you know, Helm, some elves who seem to have really followed uh, the, uh, the, the, the gods of the wilds closely. And uh, then, then you have, uh, a couple of people have written things like longing for the city or uh, in the great city, things like that. That does ring a bell, too. That's some that was our common phrases for uh, for the faith in Almanora as a as a place. And she sets Dale down and she pulls out the journal and reads a certain scripture her dad had put in about how he longed for the city, the city of nowhere but somewhere. And Dale, did you know? And she looks down at Dale. Did you know? Is it here? And she starts to get louder. Okay. Does that need, does Dale react? You don't seem to see any reaction from Dale, no. Then Gwen is going to go shh, go back to normal and be... She's going to feel like she knows what Dale is saying back to how she was before, if that makes sense. Okay. And yeah. you did... Li D Dale, I, I should have known... G guys, I, I think we're here. We, we found Almanora. And you said that tunnel... It, yeah, it's like a, a tunnel. There's that goes a hole. Down. Yeah, like a, a tunnel that you can. It's about five foot diameter that you could walk in. Do, do, do you know what this means? And she looks. She's got crazy eyes going, and she's pointing at the murals, the, all the writings, and holding the journal. I I can see a a little bit 
myself. I, I don't keep up as much with elven writing, but it, it looks like, I mean, similar to what Kriggs has said, and, and missing the, the city? I'm, I mean, Wild Hill, or I mean, I don't know what city that would be. It has to be it. Dale was leading us here. I, I knew he... I knew he knew where it was. And she closes the book, puts it back in her bag, grabs Dale, and jumps down the hole. Well, uh, just one second, just calm down. Uh, whoop! <laughs> so Gwyn kind of hops down and starts sliding in this hole. And it's kind of like a, a slide as you get in there, Gwyn. And then it finally levels out after about 40, 50 feet. And ahead of you is a tunnel like to walk in, but it's you can see it, it's getting progressively smaller and smaller as you would move forward through it. Hello, sweet spring flowers bursting through the ground to shower us in wholesome delights. It's time to read some reviews, and I have my chaperone Blaze here. Yeah, uh, keep it, keep it, uh, keep it cool, kids. What? I don't know, I was going chaperone energy. I feel like chaperone energy is like, don't put your hand in there. Uh, you cannot share chapstick. Uh, (laughs) put your coat back on. (laughs) Let's just, for the future reference, if I'm ever asked to chaperone for anything, the only thing I will ever do is walk around and say, keep it cool, kids. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and just hope that they can take care of themselves. I don't think that anyone will give you a permission slip. <laughs> no one will give you permission. But I give you permission to send me a review for us to read today. All right. Here is one. I have sent That's the sound of it going through the inner tubes. All right. So this week's review is from... I'm so sorry in advance... Uh, Corey Fouch. I think it's Fouch, just straight up. <sighs> Fouch. <laughs> Say it again. Fouch. Fouch. Are you even trying to add the P in there, or are you just nope. skipping it all together? I'm pretending like he's a pterodactyl. A pot- that's a good point. Like a like a otato. I don't know what that is. It's a potato. Uh- <laughs> I'm a potato. Oh my God. <laughs> All right, so this review is from Corey Fouch. Thank you so much, Corey. We really appreciate you sending in this review so that I can read it to the world and share your just unbridled love for this podcast. So the review is five stars. Thank you so much. I am 15 episodes in at the time of this review. I really enjoy this show. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Light and funny at times with a good balance of some more sobering moments sprinkled in. Can't wait to listen to more and see what turns up. Oh boy, Corey, you have no idea. It's gonna get wild. It's gonna get wild and crazy. It's gonna get pure nutso. So anyway, thank you so much for sending in this review, Corey Fouch. We greatly appreciate it and you and the lovely words that you have said. Once again, if you would like people to continue making podcasts, you have to tell other people that their podcasts are good. A great way to do that is to leave a review, which I will read to the whole world and tell them how much you love Gwen specifically. If you're feeling like you don't quite know what you would like to leave in your review, you know, you're 
throwing those words around. You just, you know, you've sat there, you've started a review and you feel like, you know, the most important things have already been said. They haven't. Well, they have, but you should say them again. You should just say them all again. Cause every review is beautiful and unique, like a beautiful snowflake. Snowflower. A beautiful snowflower of words of validation and delight. Probably the second she jumped in that tunnel, I would have reactively just protect out of protection or whatever it would be just like, oh, no, grab my shield, throw it in front of me. And I'm going face first, just like losing down this the slide. I'm like, ah, <laughs> just like face I'm not first letting is her- skeleton. Face first is skeleton. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So you hear a Craig's. Oh, no coming from behind you now i uh probably would have followed right behind just no in my head i would have tried to grab either of them that i saw and i would have then just make stumbled a, forward make a dexterity saving throw all Dexter. right since up going bam backwards <laughs> <laughs> that is a 14 plus dexterity is eight so that'd be 22 Oh, yeah. You reach out and you grab Kriggs as he starts to head down. But his momentum is too good. And you start. He pulls you down with him like you he's towing you. Collar me. He's towing yeah. you like a trailer. And yeah. you're just following him down now. Woo! Uh, oh, for Devin, sure. what are you doing? Devin's going to pull out his dagger and he's just going to hastily write HS on the wall, like somewhere toward the right, toward the end. <laughs> oh, wow. Pirate swords. We're all part of the diary now. And then he'll climb through. <laughs> Yeah, Davin, you start to kind of wiggle through and you realize it's it's an easy little kind of scoot on your backside down this this hole. He stops like Speak four times to cast prestidigitation on himself to kind of clean up the mess as it goes. Yeah, until you land at the bottom and Kriggs is kind of picking himself up. Joxer is trying to, I assume, clean the front of yourself off after being dragged headfirst down this muddy hole. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just... My, my first thought going down was like, God, this better not go... I'm I'm waiting for a big hole and I will I will cast Featherfall or something, but and then getting up, I'm just like, come on. Just yeah. just what did we just talk about? It that's what's going in his and, his mind of like just, yeah. <laughs> just talking talk about things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when everyone gets down, Gwendolyn's like, the, the, that was the fun night to into the city, and she's like <laughs> gonna go. Briggs is trying to like towards. undo the collar that's been tightened way too much from Joxer grabbing a hold of the back of his like armor as he went down. Speak for yourself. <laughs> like he's just <laughs> what a terrible trip that was. I I wasn't trying. I just got caught. Just your collar shouldn't be that tight to begin with. <laughs> Davin lands gently two feet down on the ground in front of you, looking clean as a whistle. <laughs> oh, I Do missed you a mind? spot. I, I I ask, do you mind? And like, I'm showing you like arms out, like cook me up, you know. We've got more important things to worry about right now. All right, come on, let's go. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll be stingy. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, I'll I'll start walking away and be like, he could have asked me, but that's fine. It's what. <laughs> all right. So, uh, I assume Gwen leading the way. Mm-hmm. And you said it gets tunnel. smaller. Yeah. What order are you guys going in? I first. I'll I be second. Be- yeah, I'll be behind uh, Kriggs. I'll take up the rear. 
<laughs> All right, so uh, Gwyn, as you as you uh, march, kind of start marching forward, uh, hi ho, hi ho! It's off to Almanora we go. You're just like marching through. The tunnel does start to get more narrow, and it there's increasingly more like moss and and it's water trickling down the sides, and it's muddy and it's kind of starting to get slippery, and this dank odor starts to fill your your nose. This sweet kind of uh rot not not like a meat rot but just like uh like the moss and overgrown dank like basement smell and uh eventually it gets so small that you're having to crouch down and like except for for yourself yeah except for Kriggs, the three of three of you are having to (laughs) kind of crouch down and walk with like with your backs hunched over it starts to hurt your back and kind of ache a little bit uh, and then finally, it it gets down to literally where all four of you are having to crawl through the mud. The mud is about wrist deep as you crawl through this uh, to get to the other edge. And you notice as you put your feet down or your hands down through the mud, it's there. You're on like smooth stone floor beneath you, but it seems to have caught so much uh, of the the water and everything that's dripped down in that it is it's overgrown with this moss and and stuff and it's slick and all this stuff everybody make dexterity checks as you try to crawl through this downward inclined hole well they're climbing um <laughs> gwendolyn is going I, 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 I like the slide but i don't it's it's pretty cramped are are we coming in th- through the back way Nothing worse than a muddy back door. I had a roll of 15. 19 here. Um, uh, 14. <laughs> um, okay. I rolled and a 20. So, a 20? Yeah. All right. Uh, so you all are able, you're kind of slipping here and there, but you're able to keep yourselves up out of the, the muck. And you finally uh, get through the, get through to a, a more flat space and, the hole opens up, and as Gwen, you crawl up to the edge of this hole, you see this bluish, this bright bluish greenish white light ahead of you. It seems very bright after the darkness of this tunnel, and you you crawl out, and and you're at the edge of the hole, and you just it just seems like light in front of you. What are you gonna do at this point? Trying to. I crawl faster and I want to go through this light without even thinking. No thinking. <laughs> okay, so you feel at the edge and you're at the edge of the hole. There, There's no more hole in front of you. Do you just keep going? It's like drops in front of you. It's at some distance. You don't know. She's going to trust her gut and she's going to walk through. Okay, so as she starts to crawl through, you guys see her go into this light and just drop out of existence. Not existence, but in your in your out of your visual out of your sight uh, uh, i put up the the standard like army hold fist sign like don't like yeah yeah i'm trying to wait wait wait, wait. u.s or army marines navy which <laughs> helm bro come on uh, oh yeah i knew that i knew that i don't know i kind of just do the standard like hand signal of like stop moving like danger ahead and did it look like she fell notice? like when she went through it looks like she just crawled off the edge just went straight out of over the edge. You don't know if she fell or jumped or what. Uh, I'm going to walk up to the edge and just go ahead. Okay. You get to the edge and 
Gwen, your eyes start to adjust as you you thunk, hit the ground about 15 feet down from where you came out of this space. And Ooh. you're facing the hole that you came out of and you see a ladder in front of you <laughs> going up to the hole above you. And uh, you look around a little more and as you turn and look, you are in a stone room with a sing it's a small like 10 foot diameter or 10 foot square stone room and in front of you is a single wooden door that is open and just kind of hanging open with one hinge broken and you're standing in this room Kriggs you you call out to Gwen you hear you hear Kriggs call out to you Gwen uh, I I'm good um I don't one see second. you uh, it's it's fine. Just f f feel for a, a ladder. I, I I use the ladder, and 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 you as you're calling out to him and you're looking up again. The ceiling is covered in green, blue, and white fungus that is glowing this white color, and it's kind of coming down the walls as well. And you see that this place has been just overtaken by this fungus, this room you're in, now that you're looking up and around a little more. Uh, and Kriggs, as you start to crawl down the ladder, you see bits of this mushroom growing here and there. And as you crawl down, your hand goes through some of it, and it's real, and it's there for real. Like, you definitely know that it's there. I run towards the door as he gets down. But okay. I'll let him speak. I'm informing the party behind me that of the ladder and like, you know, giving them a heads up. Watch out. There's a ladder here. Come on down. Okay. You guys all just going to take the ladder down? Uh, I'll If it's only about 15 feet, I'll probably just hop down just to make sure I get down there before Craig's. Okay. Rude. So, yeah, you're <laughs> climbing down the ladder and you hear as uh, Joxer just kind of hops down, no problemo, not even a dex roll needed for 15 feet as he lands behind you and you're <coughs> climbing down that ladder. Show off. I'm, I'm sorry, I just, I just couldn't wait. Davin? Still, still a little upset about him uh, giving me the old horse collar. I say, <laughs> tally-ho, and I fall backwards like, catch, catch me, big boy. <laughs> just fall right, what do you him. try to do? I turn around and go to Gwen. Uh, so what's <laughs> where are you going? Craigs, you fall five feet, clank right on the ground. No pain. No, maybe a little stiffness of pain, but no like damage. Yeah, the the moment I hear the clank, oh, oh I wasn't. That's it. I'm gonna remember this, buddy. <laughs> so, so, well, I mean, I'm I'm trying to keep up, and I look back. Is Gwen already gone? Like through the door? Yeah, she started heading through the door. Davin, what are you doing? Uh, Davin takes the ladder down. And uh, Craig's as you get up, you hear like a little like magical incantation behind you. And as you turn around, Davin's just perfectly clean again. <laughs> Watch. Let's go. Come on. Uh, as you guys look around the room at each other and you start to head towards the door, it becomes pretty clear to you that you're just, you've disturbed these mushrooms and there are spores hovering around all over the, the room. And Kriggs, before Davin says, come on, let's head to the door, you hear Davin in your mind say, oh, we should go to the door. And then he says, come, let's, let's go to the door. And you hear Joxer think, oh, yeah, yeah, we've got to get to Gwyn. And you hear Gwyn up ahead. 
What's Gwen thinking as she walks through the hallway? Uh, she found Almanora. She, she thinks Gwen, she's going to open it. And you hear Gwen walking through the hallway thinking, here it is. I found it. I found it. I finally found the city. So I'm hearing these thoughts. Everyone's hearing everyone's thoughts. That's bad. That's not a and good that's thing. Where we're gonna, yeah. That's where we're going to end the episode. Oh, man. <laughs> Oof. Whoa. Thank you for listening to this episodic installment of The Hired Swords. If you liked our show and you want to do us a favor, tell a friend about us. If you really liked our show and want to show us support, do us a big favor and tell the world. Leave a review. If you want to keep up with us and all the behind-the-scenes goofs and gaffes, you can find us at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Hired Swords. If you'd like to check out our merch shop, you can find that at thehired.store. And again, thank you so much for listening, and stay tuned for a message from our friends. This is Daniel Storm, host of the RPG Radio Show. On our show, a group of actors take part in an epic tabletop fantasy adventure. Their words will shape our story, chapter by chapter, into an immersive audio experience. We use sounds to enhance our combat. Magic and scenery. Our story takes place in the vast world of Sildum, a planet spanning continent full of magic, mystery, and adventure. It's been 1147 years since the end of the Eclipse War. The High Beacon presides over an empire that governs all of Sildum. There is peace, but it is tenuous. Dark forces stir in the shadows. I know how our story starts, but only the characters can decide how it ends. Their words and actions will alter the fate of Sildum. Search for the RPG Radio Show wherever podcasts are available. Join us. An adventure is taking shape.